Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Lord. You glory. When I think about my story, oh yeah, y'all. I got a story. story. Thank you, and I you favored me. My enemy. Good morning. Ain't for life. Good risings. Your word for this year is consistency. You know what that means. I'm not. That's your confirmation. That's your word for this year. That's when everything is going to manifest. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yep, that's what's going to build everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. But to give God glory today. When I think about all I've been through. And I still came out on the winning side. And I. I don't know about you, but I know that he favored me. Because my enemies. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Strive over me. My God, I thank you. Over me, conspire. That's what they did. They told a whole lot of lies. My integrity. I can't wait till like God lets me tell the whole story. I promise. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. My integrity. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Won't compromise. I speak life. Got that? Got faith with me. Got favors and everything was in question. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory. Yeah, you got to say that. You got to understand that. You got to establish that. 
My God, you gotta just, yeah, you gotta. Got that? You just gotta say that. Even in your storm, even in the midst of your mess, you might have to look in the mirror. You may have tears coming down your face. But you may have to say, God favors me. When you under attack, when the enemy is lying, when family and friends have walked out on you, when it looks like you're not going to win the case, you might have to look in the mirror and say, you know what? No, absolutely not. God favors me. My position of favor does not change because of my current situations. Like you just may have to say that to yourself until you believe it. You may have to become bold in it. You may have to speak to the situation and say, no, you know what? No, my money looks a little funny, but God favors me. God causes favors, policies, rules, and regulations to be reversed for Lakeisha's advantage. God can do a reversal. God can do a turnover. I'm telling you, my, 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 my. My, 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 you don't even know all my story. I'm just telling you, I, I can't wait. I can't wait till I can write the book. I can't wait till I can release the full testimony of all that has happened. But I know for a fact that God favors me. I know for a fact that God favors me. I know for a fact he honors commitment. I know for a fact that he honors consistency. I know for a fact he honors faithfulness. I know for a fact that he does. I'm your testimony. I'm your living witness that God will honor what he says and that the promises of God are yes and amen. And you can hang on to that. You can, you can hang on to that today, baby. You can rest in that today. You can be insured in that today that if God says something to you, if God spoke a word to you, if it's in his word, you can hang on that the promises of God are yes and amen. You ain't got, don't be moved by what you see. So just begin to speak that over your life today. You know what? God favors me. God favors me. I don't care what the present situation is saying. I don't care if the lights are due today. I don't care if everything is about to be shut off. Today needs to be your stance. Today needs to be your stance. God favors me. God favors me in this situation. God favors me with the electric company. God favors me with my mortgage. God favors me. God's favor goes before me and his favor is rightly dividing right? The word of God in my life. And it's rightly aligning my God. You just got to build yourself up. You got to build momentum. You got to say it to yourself till you believe it. You got to say it to yourself until it manifests. You got favor with your husband. You got favor with your kids. You got favor on your job. The supernatural presence of God. That's what you're saying. When you talk about God's favor, me, the supernatural, the divine presence of God favors me. God goes before me. The word goes before me. Ain't no devil in hell can stop me. Ain't no devil in hell can keep me from reaching my promise and walking into the fullness of what God called me. You got to say that you got to let that resonate in your heart, reminding yourself who you are and whose you are and stay steadfast in that and stop letting the enemy speak lies into your ear that don't line up with your books and it ain't your promise. Stop anything, anything. If it is not good, if it's not pure, if it's not lovely, if it's not a good report, it is not from God. And so the enemy will do something and try to speak things in your ear and bring you into covenant with something that's not even in your books. That's not even in your books. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. God favors you. God loves you. God honors you. God is looking for you. He will leave the 99 to go get the one. You are worthy. You are worthy worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. So establish that today. God favors me. God favors me. God favors me. That's why you got to be anchored in the word. Yeah, Paula, you were chosen by God. You were adopted. You were redeemed. You were set free. You are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. You got to know what the word says about you. And once you're established in the fact and you know what the word says about you, then no devil in hell can move you out of position. Then no devil in hell it can move you out of position. So remind yourself, no, God favors me. God favors me. God is looking upon me, especially when you know you're in integrity, especially when you know you're in character. And then even if you haven't been in integrity and character, and even though you haven't done necessarily 
necessarily the right things. Repent. And then you know what you need to say without a doubt. God, even make my mistakes prosper. God, even bless my mistakes to prosper. Even the dumb stuff that I've done, Lord God, if you will bless my mistakes to prosper, come on now. God will do something supernatural for you. He favored. There's so much in his favor. And we've talked about that again and again. So you got to know what's in his favor. So First of all, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. It's your girl LMJ back in the house today. And I'm so honored to sit before you. So let, let me pray. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that we rightly divide the word today. I thank you that we are flooded with your peace today. I thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for your people today. I thank you we are anxious for absolutely nothing. Everything in prayer and supplication, making our requests known. For you are the God, the God, the God, the God, the God, the God that answers me and with thanksgiving i will bless your holy name we praise you we magnify you we lift up the name of jesus because we know without a doubt lord god we cannot do this without you holy spirit come Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Come into this devotional. Be in my mouth. Be in my thoughts. Be in my mind. Be with your people. <laughs> Let the word of God be the truth. The only truth that prevails today. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. My God, I magnify you. My God, I glorify you. Strengthen us. Strengthen us. Strengthen us. Strengthen us. Strengthen us in your truth. Strengthen us in your truth. Let your glory be gotten out of every area of our lives. Let us be glory carriers in Jesus name. Amen. I am believing God today that divine revelation of the word of God becomes the only truth that you live, that you begin to live beyond your circumstances, that you begin to live beyond your situation, that you begin to be live beyond what you thought was your norm, that you live out your books daily and that you walk in the fullness of who and what God called you to be to this earth and to this world. But the only way that you're going to be able to do that is that you renew your mind in the truth. You've been living a lie, baby. You ain't even been living your best self. And the God that we serve says not another day longer. Give them revelation, Lord. Give them eyes to see. Give them ears to hear, Lord God. Let them amp it up and take it another level, Father God, so that they can walk in the fullness of you. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come. Let me do this. I need to read this and then I need to say thank you. Someone sent me this amazing cup and did not say who they were and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, and this cup says blessed are those who serve and it has a whole world on it. So for me this was prophetic and for me this was insignificant and it just says this woman was abounding with deeds of kindness and charity which she continually did. So thank you for my cup. Thank you, thank you, thank you for my cup. Uh, I love this cup. When I opened this cup up I was like oh my gosh this is the this is an amazing cup. So thank you for the cup today. Um, yes. Yep. 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 I'm about to live my best life in Christ. You sure are Yara. You sure are Yara. Yeah. We are expecting miracle signs and wonders today. So we got a scripture. I got to read, you know how the Lord does us. He'll give us a scripture to meditate. And then we're going to get into the devotional today. So here's the scripture. If this scripture is coming up again, if I'm praying and the Lord is saying, read this scripture again, then we have to put a pen in it. I told you when the spirit of the Lord is upon you or when the spirit of the Lord is speaking to you, he'll give you word, right? He'll give you word. And so today we are back at Isaiah 51. We need to put a pen in Isaiah 51. The Lord is speaking something through us through Isaiah 51. And it says, listen to me, all who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord, consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. My God, remember, I am God's right. It says, yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor and Sarah, who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him. But when I blessed him, he became a great nation. The Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on her ruins. Her desert will blossom like Edom, Eden, her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, Israel, for my law will be proclaimed and my justice 
My justice will become a light to the nations. My mercy and justice are coming soon. And I'm telling you, all weekend long, I heard justice is being served. Justice is being served and it's being served in your favor. I just kept hearing that all weekend long, justice is being served and justice is being served in your favor. So my mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations. All the distant lands will look to me and wait and hope for my powerful arm. Look up to the skies above. My God, look to things above and gaze down on the earth below for the skies will disappear like smoke and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing. The people of the earth will die like flies, but my salvation lasts forever. My righteous rule, my God. God will never end. So when I'm saying right, when I'm saying favor goes before me, then God's righteous rule. When we are in his righteousness in Christ Jesus, his righteous rule, my God. God, his righteous rule will never end. Listen to me, you who know right from wrong, you who cherish my laws in your hearts, do not be afraid of people's scorn, my God, nor fear their insults in this season. Don't you worry about nobody else. Don't you worry about what nobody's saying about you. Don't you worry about what nobody think about you. Don't you spend no time in that. Don't you put no effort in that. He said, do not be afraid of people's scorn nor fear their insults. Don't, don't care that they're like, oh my gosh, you're sold out to Christ. You, uh, you Bible thumping, you a Jesus freak. Don't care about that in that season. Don't care about when you walk, come on, Holy Spirit, when you walk away from something to go do the will of God, don't care about what they say about you. Don't care about the anointing on your life. Don't compromise the anointing on your life for people's scorn or their insults for the moth will devour them. My God, for the moth will devour them as it devours clothing. The worm will eat them as it eats wool, but my righteous will last forever. My salvation will continue from generation to, to generation. Wake up, wake up. Oh Lord, clothe yourself with strength, flex your mighty arm, rouse yourself as in the days of the old when you slew Egypt. So he's speaking to God. Now the dragon of the Nile, are you not the same today? The one who dried up the sea, making a path of escape through the depths so that your people could cross over. If he did it once, he going to do it again. If he did it once, he going to do it again. If he did it once, he's going to do it again. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing crown with everlasting joy, sorrow and mourning. Can you say that sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy. So if you've been in sorrow and you've been in mourning, guess what? The Lord thy God is going to make that disappear. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And they will be filled with joy and gladness. I, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans? My God, I am the one that has you. So why are you afraid of what people say? Why are you afraid of mere humans? Come on now, this is so powerful. Who wither like the grass and disappear. Yet you have forgotten the Lord, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? Are you gonna keep worrying about what people say about you? Are you gonna keep worrying about what people do? Do to you? Are you going to keep being concerned about that? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where is their fury and angry anger now? It is gone. Soon, all you captives will be released. Imprisonment, starvation, and death will not be your fate. For I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea, causing its waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's armies, and I have put my words in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. I stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundation of the earth. I am the one who says to Israel, you are my people. You have been identified. My God, come on now. Told y'all I write in my Bible. You have been identified. You are my people. You are my people. You have been identified. Wake up, wake up, O Jerusalem. You have drunk the cup of the Lord's fury. You have drunk the cup of terror, tipping out its last drop. Not one of your children is left alive to take your hand and guide you. These calamities will fall, have fallen on you. Desolation and destruction, famine and war. And who is left to sympathize you? Who with you? Who is left to comfort you? For your children have fainted and lied in the street, helpless and antelopes caught in a net. 
So they had did some stuff. They were in unbelief. They weren't trusting God and consequences came. The Lord has poured out his fury and God had rebuked them. But this is what I love. This is what I love about the God we serve. But now listen to this. You afflicted ones who sit in a drunken stupor, though not from drinking wine. This is what the sovereign Lord, your God and defender says. See, I've taken the terrible cup from your hands. You will drink no more of my fury. Instead, I'm getting ready to hand that cup over to those who torment you. We will trample you into the dust and walk on your backs. My God, my God, my God. So what work? So anytime we are in devotional or anytime you're in prayer, or anytime you're before God or anytime you're studying the word of God and a particular scripture comes up, you always read the scripture. And then you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, how does this apply to me? Father God, what do you want me to see in this? What do you want me to know in this so that I can walk into the fullness of what you call me? What does Isaiah 51 say for Lakeisha, right? What is this trying to tell me in this season? Because I'm telling you, anytime he gives you a word, it's not just to give you a word. He doesn't just want you to read the Bible. He wants to see. So if you've been concerned about people, he just spoke to you. If you've been concerned about whether or not you will have joy again, he just spoke to you. If you've been concerned about whether or not he would deal with with your oppressors. He has just told you if you've been in a situation and you've been afflicted and you know you were outside the will of God and now you repented, right? The reproach is gone. He just spoke to you through the word. He just said, I got you. I'm going to take care of this. Don't spend time worrying over all those people. He just spoke to you in the word. He will bring revelation to you in his word in due season. My God, we thank you for the word. We thank you for Isaiah 51 this morning. We thank you, Father God, for giving us your word this morning. Let me read Psalms 91 over us. Let's start our day with Psalms 91. It says, those who live in the shelter of the most high, Lakeisha, remember, insert your name in there. <laughs> Lakeisha who lives in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Do not, do not, do not, do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in day. Do not, do not, do not, do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Don't be worried about all this stuff they telling you. Don't, don't get consumed about that, right? Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. What's the condition there, right? What's the condition? If I make the Lord my refuge and if I make the most high my shelter, if I don't take refuge in anything else, if I don't take shelter in anything else, if I don't trust myself, if I don't trust my mama, if I don't trust anyone else, then no evil is ever going to conquer me if the Lord is my shelter. See, you can't dwell with the Lord. The enemy can't come into the Lord's camp. The enemy can't advance in what belongs to the Lord. So if the Lord is your shelter, baby, my God, my God, I feel the righteousness of God. If the Lord is your shelter and I'm talking about your shelter, not you got half you in the shelter and half outside the shelter. When the Lord is your shelter, no evil will conquer you. You ain't got to worry about no evil. You, you, you literally do not have to worry about evil because you know the Lord is your shelter and they can't the enemy can't dwell in the shelter of the most high he can't sit in the presence of the most high he can't do. so the only time I have to worry about the enemy is when I'm outside the shelter <laughs> when I'm outside the will of God for my life when I won't be in faith that's the only time I have to worry about the enemy that's the only time I have to be consumed by the enemy for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go see the shelter goes with you the shelter goes with you like when you move the shelter moves when you move see you didn't even know how you had angels that moved with you like that everybody was assigned an angel at birth so when you move come on now your angels move with you so when God is telling you to enlarge increase your capacity seize more territory you ain't got to worry about the territory that you are going in because the shelter moves with you this is a moving shelter the shelter moves with you your angels move in with you 
They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will fish crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. This is, come on Moses. When Moses was writing this, he knew this. Moses wasn't writing this. Moses was writing this because he knew what it was like when he was walking outside the shelter, when he was creating things on his own, when he was listening to Israel complain, when he was responding to them. Moses wrote this. When, he Mo- when Moses wrote this, he understood what it was like to be in the shelter. Come on now. He understood what it was like to be in the shelter. So we thank you, Lord God, that we are outside. We are not outside your shelter. So Let's get into word today. Let me do a couple of announcements. Tonight is Bible study. If you have never attended ladies Bible study, we want to experience you and we want you to experience us and we want you to experience God. 1501 South Main Street. Be there tonight. Doors open at 5.30. Prayer starts at 6. At 6.30, we get into the word of God. Guess what? If you are not local, my God. God, we got an opportunity for you. You can join our special group, Coffee and Conversations, Ladies Bible Study, and get the word. We are getting ready to work on repairing our hearts. We're going to repair our hearts. We're going to grow up. We're going to grow in grace. We're going to grow into the things of God. We're going to heal things in us we didn't even know were broken. We're going to heal. We're going to heal. And you're like, we don't heal. We give God permission to heal. So we do Uh, We are involved in our healing process. We're involved in the healing process because we, we take down, we put aside everything. And you say, we say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to open up this opportunity for you to heal my heart. And so tonight we're going to start this series and heal our heart. The book is love. Like you've never been hurt by Jensen Franklin. So please, 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 please get connected, get involved. Don't say, Oh, ain't nothing wrong with my heart. I'm fine. I'm telling you when I started reading the book, I was on my face before God and I was like, oh my God, I thought I was healed in some places and God began to pull things out of me, the residue of things out of me and it increased my capacity to serve and love God more. I'm just telling you. So that's our book that started tonight. Don't make no excuses. If you've been looking for sisterhood, you've been looking for friendship. This is where you need to be. Be on time. Shut your calendar down. Set your your schedule down and get in the position and get in the place. There is something about being on campus. If you're in Little Rock versus being online, online is dope, but on campus is even doper. So get connected and be there tonight. Second thing, this Sunday, we um, we're doing something called the Empowerment Zone. We will be at Guillermo's Coffee Shop at 3.30. I did. I got Tanya Beeler coming in. She's going to tell her testimony about when she couldn't buy a house. (laughs) She's going to tell her testimony about when she couldn't buy a house. I don't care if you don't think you can't buy a house Sunday. You need to either be online or be in the coffee shop. The cool thing about being in the coffee shop is you just get to hang out. It's informal. We're going to get into the ins and outs of buying a house. We're going to dispel the myths of whether or not you can or cannot buy a, buy a house. She's going to bring us great information. This is an LMJ ministries event because I told you this year, I'm going to equip you and I'm going to empower you. I do not want another renter to be on line. No more renter. We're going to be owners of this. We're going to be owners. I want you to start looking at renting like it's borrowing. <laughs> so we're going to be owners this season. And so that's Sunday, 3.30, Guillermo's Coffee Shop. I'll be there at three o'clock. Don't care if you ain't even thought about buying a house. We'll go online. We'll go live. We'll share the information. Be in the house. Get registered on the website. It's completely free. Get registered on the website. And for those of you that are not in state, we'll send you the link. But don't miss that opportunity. It's powerful. Yep, it's the next level up. It's the next level up. Also, Feed the Streets. We are taking up donations for Pampers and washing powder. The Salvation Army is in great need of those two items. So I need you to send in your seed or ship me some washing powder or ship, or ship me some Pampers so that we can get them. Any side, bulk size of washing powders, you know we serve, you know we take care of the homeless, you know we take care of the poor. And those are our two, t- two initiatives. The other project, Drew Projects, gives feminine hygiene kits 
all throughout the world to women who need them. That's another project you can sew into. Get onto the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Make your donation. Consider partnership. Now let me get in the word today. I did those. Those are speedy. Those are my speedy announcements, right? And I'll send those out. But we're going to be owners this year. And oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those of y'all that registered for our first small group. Finance you is completely full. It is completely full. We are getting ready to learn kingdom finances and how to be smart in our finances and how to be in the next level at our finances. We're going to demolish debt. We're going to be debt free and we're going to live according to the word of God. I'm so excited about this class. It launched. If you didn't get your email, go check your spam mail so that you can get on the band app because we're going to be dropping material this week. And guess what? My singles, we got a class coming for you. We're going to, we got a singles class coming for you. So if you know you've been struggling in your singlehood or you want to know more about your single season God has a class coming for you you recently divorced um, maybe you didn't do good at being single and it's affecting your marriage that class is coming next that class is coming next I'm super 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 excited don't forget if you've never read a copy of if you've never read the launch go get a copy of my book a launch I might do a giveaway for the launch a little bit later this week so all right. I love y'all. Those are the announcements for today. Let's get in the word. We have been in Ephesians one. And for those of you who haven't gotten the study, I think we've been on Ephesians for the last two and a half weeks. And it has just been empowering for us to look at the spiritual blessings of God. And so today we're going to we're going to focus on Ephesians 1 13 and we're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So the promise of the Holy Spirit was prophesied about by Isaiah, Ezekiel, Zechariah, Joel, John the Baptist and Jesus. And it's made available to you today. Well, if I'm telling you you're sealed with the Spirit. The, the promise of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean for you? Right in him. And this is what the scripture says. It says in him. You also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. I told you the Holy Spirit is here to uh, navigate you, to help you, um, to build you, to advocate for you. Um, but if you don't understand this, you won't understand that the Holy Spirit is the down payment until we get to see Jesus until we are in heaven the Holy Spirit is the down payment you're sealed with the Holy Spirit once you've accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and some of you have been leaking some of you have been leaking I was there before I've been there before we leak the Holy Spirit leaks out of us because we don't understand we're sealed in righteousness we don't understand we're sealed in redemption and so because we haven't bought the truth of who we are in Christ Jesus, we really don't understand how we're sealed in the Holy Spirit. So we're all about God. God, I love you. God, you're great. You're amazing. Lord God, I'll serve you. And then, oh, we understand Jesus. Jesus, you died on the cross. You paid the penalty of my sins. Oh, we're great about Jesus. And then we turn to the third, the third part of the triune or the Trinity. And we're leaking in that area because we don't understand the importance of the Holy Spirit. We're leaking. We're leaking in that area because we don't understand the necessity of the Holy Spirit and what this means for us. Right. And so we're grieving the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, we're not sealed in the Holy Spirit in the way that we should be sealed in the Holy Spirit. Right. We're not we're not in his ownership. We're not in his presence. We're not allowing the Holy Spirit to be our security. Right. We keep acting like it's some mysterious uh, inward experience and it's not it's guaranteed the Holy Spirit is guaranteed it's your guarantee so if you lack wisdom you should be guaranteed by the Holy Spirit the problem is some of us are uncoachable I titled today's devotion put me in coach and in just a second you're gonna see see why one of the most difficult things for believers and non-believers is to understand the workings of the Holy Spirit and the reason that we do not understand the working of the Holy Spirit is because we'll read the word we'll study the word and we'll let the, the Holy Spirit be revealed to us everything about the Holy Spirit has already been revealed 
Everything about the Holy Spirit has already been revealed in the word. We just keep trying to mentally. That's why I say you leaking, right? You're leaking. You're leaking because you haven't received the word of God to be the truth where the Holy Spirit is concerned. And we keep making it mystical when the word of God has already said to us, this is everything that the Holy Spirit is. Period. This is everything that the Holy Spirit is. I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That's my sealing. And I have to accept that and receive that in Christ Jesus. And I have to understand that's part of my benefit package. But most of us do not understand the, the seal. First Corinthians 12, 13 says, for by one spirit. <laughs> Are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit? It, we've all been made to drink into one spirit, but we're not drinking the Holy Spirit. We're leaking. It's leaking out. And the problem is we don't know how to yield or properly yield to the Holy Spirit. You cannot mentally ascend the Holy Spirit. It is spiritual. It is spiritual, but the, the Holy Spirit was sent and Jesus promised us the Holy Spirit, right? He encourages, he gives, he knows, he is eternal. He gives understanding, he gives peace, he comforts, he directs, and he can be prayed to. He is God living inside of those who've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But if we don't seal that in the blood, shit, okay. If we don't seal that in the blood, if we don't establish that the Holy Spirit is in us once we accepted Jesus Christ, if we don't ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if we don't ask for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, if we don't yield to the Holy Spirit, if we don't rely on the Spirit daily, if we don't listen to his convictions. So can I tell you something? Convictions of the Holy Spirit are usually an uneasy feeling. <laughs> it's an uneasy feeling. It's the thing that tells you don't go that way. It's the thing that's saying to you, you need to spend more time praying. It's the uneasy feeling that says, don't get up there. It's the uneasy feeling that says, don't answer that phone call. It's the uneasy feeling that says, I don't need you over it that space anymore. It's the uneasy feeling because it's tapping at you. It's trying to guide you. It's time trying to keep you from sin. It's trying to keep you from making bad decisions. It's the uneasy feeling telling you, baby, you ain't got strength for that. You ain't, you ain't solid in that area. You ain't got strength for that. You can't go over his house and hang out. You don't have enough strength for that. Your flesh will overpower you because you're not built up in that. So God speaks through us through a variety of means, but it's, he's primarily speaks to us through the Holy spirit. He will speak to us through people, but he speaks through us through the Holy spirit, through the Bible, in prayer, in circumstances and in the church. Come on now. That's why you need some, you need a pastor, a preacher, a prophet, a teacher. Come on now. You need a mentor in the church. So we, we, we are made in the Holy spirit. The Holy spirit was involved in creation from the beginning of the earth, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. The spirit of God was already hovering, right? First Corinthians 12, um, Ephesians 1, 13, 14. When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And when you believed in him, you were also sealed with the promise of the Holy spirit. That's it. The Holy Spirit longs to be your, 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 your helper. So let me tell you what the problem is. The problem is we don't know how to yield to the Holy Spirit. We don't know how to yield to the Holy Spirit. We want to still live life our own way. We want to represent God and still hold on to things that make us comfortable. We, we do. We want to represent God. We want to Lord, Lord, we want to do all this, but we still want to hold on to things that make us uncomfortable because when we really, 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 really yield to the Holy Spirit, it looks a little bit different. So let me tell you what it means to yield. Yield means to give up possession. That's what yield means. Yield means to give up possession. I'm giving possession up of my life. I am giving up claim. I'm not going to keep demanding. I'm surrendering. I'm relinquishing all physical control. I'm handing over my life to you and I'm going to make a decision that I'm not going to grieve you, that I'm not going to quench you. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to submit. I'm going to give up my spirit, my way of doing things, my way of thinking. I'm going to 
trust in the Lord with all my heart, lean not into my own understanding and all my ways acknowledge you and you shall direct my my path i'm going to give up what i thought my purpose was i'm going to give up what i thought marriage should be i'm going to give up what i thought raising kids should be i'm going to give up what i thought success in business should be i'm going to give up all of these things and i'm going to yield to the holy spirit i'm going to right be rightfully owned by christ my god i'm going to be right i'm going to rightfully be owned by christ right i'm going to do that that's what i'm going to do i'm going to rid i'm going to be i'm going to require myself come on now that's what a yield to the holy spirit i'm going to give up i'm giving it up most of us won't i'm going to give away here's another way i'm not just giving up i'm going to give away to the pressure and influence to the holy spirit instead of yielding to myself i'm going to submit to the urging to the persuasion and the entreating of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give away to it. Holy Spirit, you know what? Let me give way to you. Let me get out of my own way and give up you. I'm going to cease resistance. I'm not going to be contentious. I'm going to submit. <laughs> I'm going to succumb. I'm going to relinquish the floor to the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm doing when I yield to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to bend. I'm not going to bend my way. I'm going to bend to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to allow you to help me succeed. I'm going to allow you to teach me. I'm going to do it. When I yield to the Holy Spirit, I'm saying not your will, but not my will, but your will be done. When I yield to the Holy Spirit, I'm saying I trust you more than I trust myself. When I yield to the Holy Spirit, I choose to delight myself in you because you're going to give me the desires of my heart. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to even be focused on the desires because you already told me you had me and you would take care of me. When I yield to the Holy Spirit, guess what's going to happen? Galatians proves to us it's going to produce fruit. So when my life is yielded to the Holy Spirit, I don't have to make fruit manifest. I don't have to produce fruit on my own. It's going to produce fruit itself. And it looks very humble and it looks sometimes very humiliating, but it's never it's it's God doing the work in us. So um, I knew a player once. Right. I knew a player once. And well, let me back up. I said something important. I said we often hold on to uh, we, we hear the Holy Spirit. We love God. We do. But we're holding on to him and we're still holding on to comfort. My Judah has a monkey that his dad gave him when he was a baby. Judah is now 10 years old. And because that that monkey brings him a specific or a certain comfort. He tends to like to travel everywhere with that monkey. He doesn't take it to school, but anytime he knows he's going to be away from home, he takes that monkey with him. As he has gotten older, I have said to him multiple times, Judah, I understand the value of this monkey to you because it came from dad. But as you're growing older, your comfort can't be in that monkey. Your comfort can't be in that monkey. That comfort can't be. In, we have left that monkey before and it has sent him into a mental crisis. And I've said to him that your comfort can't be in this monkey. You can't trust this monkey more than you trust God to bring you comfort. You're 10 now holding on to a monkey that was designed for a baby. I'm just, I'm just telling you when you're 10 now, you're older now, you're spiritually grown now, holding on to something something right that was that brought you comfort when you were a baby but now you're maturing in the things of Christ and you got to get in the position where you hold on to the Holy Spirit so let me share this story with you and then we're going to get out of here I knew a player once that couldn't be coached I'm just being honest he was one of the most gifted players and I love sports he was one of the most gifted players that I had ever seen in basketball talented beyond his means my god he had so much skill he had so many um opportunities his body was naturally athletic oh my god he didn't even have to work out like other people did he was one of the most and it wasn't just in basketball it was in football you could put any ball in his hand and he was excelling and he could do well but the problem is he couldn't be coached he couldn't be coached. See, he only knew a limited point of view. He knew the player's point of view. He didn't understand the perspective of a coach. My God, he didn't understand. He knew from that of the player. And so his decision making, anytime you put him out on the court, it would be selfish. It would be grievous. 
He often did what he wanted to do on the court. He did what was going to bring him glory. He wanted to hear the crowd call and yell his name. He wanted to be praised. He never, ever really listened to the coach. And anytime the coach benched him, he would be frustrated. Put me in coach, put me in coach. But coach was saying to him, you ain't got enough wisdom in you. You ain't got enough wisdom in you. You don't have enough word in you. The coach was sent on assignment to navigate him through life. That's what it is for us with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is sent on assignment to navigate us through life. So let me tell you what happened to this player. Instead of playing basketball and being where he was supposed to be in life and receiving the fullness of who God called him to be. He had had dreams of the NBA. He had had prophecy of the NBA and now he's just working a regular job. Now he's just working a regular job. And the reason that he's just working a regular job is because he couldn't be coached. And some of you today are saying, put me in coach, Lord, use me, increase my capacity. Let me do more for you. Let me answer the call on my life. Let me walk into the fullness of my purpose. And God is saying, I need to be able to coach you. I need to be able to mentor you. I need you to be able to yield to the Holy Spirit. I need you to be able to be led. I need you to humble yourself. I need you to make a decision that this isn't about your glory. I need you to not worry about whether or not someone acknowledges you or the crowd is calling your name. I need you to have the Anna anointing on your life where you pray in secret, my God, but you are lethal and you are awesome. I need you to yield. I need you to wait, you to walk away from what you want and do what I want and not hold on to some measure of comfort. That's what it means to be sealed in the Holy Spirit. That's how we can take Ephesians. You got to ask yourself, am I yielding to the Holy Spirit? Am I really, really yielding to, to the Holy Spirit? Am I yielding to the Holy Spirit? Put me in coach and you ain't even coachable. I've been there. I've been there, wanted to do it my own way. He can't, you, your books can't be fulfilled until the Holy Spirit is able to walk, walk things out with you and teach you all things. Let me give you a few more scriptures about the Holy Spirit so we can seal this up. John 14, 15, 17 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. I will ask the father to give you another helper. So he's helper to be with you always. He is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor recognizes him, but you recognize him because he lives with you and will be in you. The player is never bigger than the coach. The player is never, don't let the NBA fool you. The player is never bigger than the coach. The player can never be bigger than the coach. John 14, 26, but the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I've told you. Romans 8 and 26, in the same way, the spirit also joins to help in our weaknesses because we do not know what to pray for as we should, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groans. The Holy Spirit will give you wisdom. Isaiah 11 and two says the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one that gives you your gifts. Read first Corinthians 12, one through 11. If you've been looking for your gift, wanting your gifts is in the Holy Spirit. Understanding your gifts is in the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit is sent to guide you. Romans eight fourteen for all who are led by God's spirit are God's children right? Galatians 5 18. But if you are led, being led by the spirit of God, you are not under the law that <laughs> you're not under the law, right? He is living inside of you and he desires to coach you. He desires to move you into purpose. He sealed your redemption. His job here is to teach you to walk it out until you get to heaven. That's his job. He's no different than a coach. His job is to pull things outside. See, a coach will pull things out of sight. He'll develop you. A good coach will develop your full potential. But a poor player will think once they get a little skill, once they get a little knowledge, don't let them hear no glory or no one shouting their name. A poor player will think that they're above the coach. That's what a poor player do. A poor player will think that they're above the coach. If you really want to see this thing walk out, I'm going to encourage you today. Spend some time journaling what the Holy Spirit means to you. Go look up all advocate 
comforter. Go look up all the names for the Holy Spirit. Put that in your journal and meditate on what the Holy Spirit is and allow him to be where he needs to be in your life so you can grow in grace and grow in Christ. You ain't got no reason being ignorant. You ain't got no reason to not have wisdom. You ain't got you. You don't have any reason to be wise in your own eyes with the exception that you will not yield and trust the Holy Spirit. Let me show you this in Acts 5, 3 and 5. Ananias and Sapphira had lied, right? And there was a, some repercussions to their lies. Peter asked Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart so that you should lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back some of the money you got for the land? As long as it remained unsold, wasn't it your own? And after it sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? So how could you have thought of doing, because they were only supposed to bring their tenth, their portion to the temple. How could you have thought of what you did? You didn't lie only to men, but also to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and died and great fear seized everyone who heard about it. You cannot afford to, to, you cannot afford to yield. You cannot afford to not yield to the Holy Spirit in this season. So find out what the Holy Spirit, ask the, ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit, show me where I've been resisting you. Show me where I haven't been submitting to you. Show me where I haven't yielded to you. Repent, reset, right? Repent means to reset and then grow in grace with God. You need the Holy Spirit. You need it. You need it. You need it. It's not enough for you just to be like, oh God, you need the Holy Spirit and you need to be able to back it up in word. I love y'all. I love you so much. Let's get out of here. Meditate on this. Chew on this today. You understand that I don't, I don't want the Holy Spirit leaking out. So let me seal it. You know how you seal the Holy Spirit in? You seal it in the word. You seal it in the word. You got to get more word in you. You got to get more. The Holy Spirit will open up. The Holy Spirit will open up doors for you that no man can open as your advocate. He will go speak in the ears of men and women to get you what you need. He'll have you in some suddenly situations that will not make sense. Somebody will be saying to you, I just want to do this for you. And I do not know why. And the reason that they're doing it is because the Holy Spirit has been in their ear saying to them, Hey, I need you to bless her. I need you to bring her this. I need you to do this for her. That's what the Holy Spirit will do for you. And if you will yield more to the Holy Spirit, he will begin to talk to you. I love you so much. I love you so much. But guess what? God, our father loves you even more. Right. And Jesus already paid the price. And so if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, guess what? I want to offer you the opportunity to, to make him Lord and Savior over your life so that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. So you do not have to be wise in your own eyes. So you can walk in the fullness of your purpose. So you will not be confused tomorrow. We're going to talk about being full of purpose. So you don't have to be confused about your purpose. So you'll know God's will for you. So you'll understand God's will for you. So you can walk in the fullness of what God called you to be. You ain't got to be out here confused. That's what the Holy Spirit to do. So I want to open that opportunity opportunity for you right now to see, receive Jesus Christ as Lord and savior. And if you make this decision today, I would love to disciple you. I would love for you to log on every morning. I would love to coach you through. We'll send you some materials. My team and I will, we will pray with you. We will seal this off in the Holy spirit to the day that you are redeemed. Father God, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. We will not be caught up in emotionalism. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.